ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 442 Podcast. I'm Azair Madhani, and as always, I am joined by the wonderful Tommy Sondi. That's me. And the incomparable Tony O. Morning, boys. Excited as always to do this. Gentlemen, how the devil are you? How are your weekends? Well, it's great to see you guys this weekend. That was fun. Yeah, I had a wonderful non-football related weekend. Yeah, we all met up in uh, Picton Beach. I'm a few miles from Kingston. And uh, that was fun. Uh, it's, it's always fun, but having such a big group as well was great. Especially because we couldn't go last year because of the pandemic. So, yeah. And then we all gathered to see Mike afterwards uh, for a barbecue. And Mike's a fantastic cook. So, all in all, a really great weekend. Yeah, it related. I mean, Tony, it was it was great to see yeah. see you and Azair, um, and it was great to be able to watch an actual football game together. We haven't done that in a while, um, and I realized how much I missed all that banter that we have when you're in person. Um, Honestly, that that's what I was gonna say. Like, absolute highlight of the weekend for me was uh, being able to watch a game with people and to continuously shit talk. <laughs> Uh, Chelsea and Liverpool <laughs> fans during it. Yeah, no, yeah, that was awesome. Seeing yeah. uh, Ahmed's Ahmed and Tommy's bias throughout the game. Just, oh yeah, uh, yeah. Seeing how much whenever Lukaku did something bad, seeing Tony just lose it, which was a lot. <laughs> he did a lot. Wrong yeah, it happened, happened quite a lot. Yeah, <laughs> still can't trap the football, but uh, yeah, no. Van Dijk was excellent. Um, do we want to just dive into the Liverpool-Chelsea yeah, game? Let's go straight I, into I was going to say, we're talking about it already. Um, let's get into it. Liverpool 1, Chelsea 1. Tommy, you are our resident Chelsea fan. I'm, what I'm are your the, thoughts on the game? I'm the resident Chelsea expert. I'll take that too. Um, I, did, I didn't, oh, you say, didn't say expert. You didn't say Please expert? note. Please oh. note. I said fan. We will we will not be labeling you as an expert right. on this podcast. I echo Zara's sentiments. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna just self label myself the resident Chelsea expert, but you don't need to agree with that. Uh, you know, what? I don't even think I agree with it, so we'll go with that. Um, it's 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 good to see your argument fall apart within <laughs> ten seconds. Um, yeah, I honestly I'm happy with the result, all things considered. Um, I think in that second half, I guess, you know, we'll just start the first half. I haven't even talked about the second half yet. Um, what an amazing goal from, uh, um, why, am, why am I forgetting the guy's name? Already? This is our Jesus. Chelsea expert, by the way. Ladies, <laughs> and, gentlemen. ladies and gentlemen, Havertz. the self-proclaimed Havertz, yes. <laughs> Chelsea expert. Uh, I, we all knew that was going to fall apart as soon as I said it. <laughs> um, yeah. So Havertz, that was an amazing no-look back header, like just under the crossbar. I don't think you can get any perfect than that. Um, fantastic goal. I think we st- the game started with really high high tempo, high energy. Both teams were attacking. It was a great football match. Um, I was going to say, the, the opening 20 to 25 minutes of the game were much more open than I thought they would be, especially for a top-of-the-table clash this early in the season. I expected it to be a little bit cagey, have a bit more of a feeling out process. Because, I mean, we know how good Chelsea's defense has been since Tuchel came in. 
we know that Liverpool have Van Dyke back, so they're back to full strength, back to as close to the peak of their powers as they're going to be. And yeah, it was refreshing to see um, how absolutely batshit the first 25 minutes were. Yeah, I mean, I thought the same. I My expectation was a nil-nil going into this. I thought both teams just kind of be like, feel each other out a bit. There's no re- real need to you know, come out strong because it's still early on in the season. It's only our third game. Um, but yeah, after that first goal, I think Liverpool definitely responded and and had a lot more possession in our end after that. And they had quite a few chances. Like that Henderson chance where if it was anyone else, maybe that would have went on target, but it, luckily it fell to Henderson. Um, and then obviously there's that, I, mean, I guess people are saying controversial call, but I think we all agree that yeah, it was the right call on Reese James to get a red card and a on a PK. I don't, I don't argue with it. I think it was, it was legit. The only thing that I was upset about was the fact that the ref obviously already made his mind with with VAR, and then he just <laughs> strolls up to the TV, doesn't even glance at it, and then walks back. Okay, PK, at least come on, at least please watch a video of it, watch a video of the incident, and then maybe make a more. Uh, you know, confirmed decision that that kind of made me angry. But besides that, yeah, it's the right call. I don't have any, I don't have any arguments against it. I don't know if you guys see anything different. I don't think. Uh, no. I mean, look, he definitely didn't see the call because he let the play go on. Right? He he didn't give a penalty straight away. It was maybe a minute or two afterwards, right? Uh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken, and then. Yeah. Obviously, he gets a message in his ear that it's probably a red card and a penalty. I'm thinking maybe he just goes up to, I don't know, ease the tension, make it look like, okay, he's seen it. So the players on the field feel like he's done everything he needs to do to be fair. But honestly, I mean, it, it hits Reese James's thigh before it hits his arm, right? Like, look... He motions towards the ball with his arm, so I definitely think the right call was made in the end. But um, yeah, in the, in the end, it's if you look at the replays as well. After the ball hits his thigh, it's still like moving backwards towards yeah. the goal, and his arm is the thing that stops the goal. So yeah, it's it's a bit you know I understand some people being upset because he one hundred percent I don't think he meant to do it. It wasn't yeah. intentional per se, but it is a handball to save a goal and that's always going to be a red see I think he actually did mean to handle it in the split Tony, second Tony you cynical <laughs> no, no. bastard listen look I don't think your arm always thinking the oh, worst of people day. I don't think your arm <laughs> like that's not a natural movement with your arm what made you like this okay I don't <laughs> we'll, we'll, get, we'll probably do we need out, to yeah, di- do we need to dig into the trauma or is that coming up later in the show <laughs> Yeah, let, let's save that for later. <laughs> but, yeah, I just didn't think his arm was in a natural position. I feel like it's almost like he's trying to make himself big in a way. Like, if you're trying to extend your your leg as high and as wide as possible, you almost lean back or lean to the side in a way as a counterbalance. But this way, he gestures his arm after his thigh kind of doesn't get enough contact on the ball. I don't know. Listen, I think footballers are really, their reactions are really quick, right? So I personally that don't think... That is a think, controversial take. Okay. I, 
my point <laughs> is, I think that, yeah, I just think that he instinctively used his arm to keep the ball out. I don't think it was a case of ball to hand, like some, I guess, Chelsea fans are claiming. I definitely so think his arm moves towards the ball. So you're saying if for whatever reason we've made all of our substitutions, Mendy gets injured, we should put Reese James in goal. That's what you're saying because he's got that natural instinct of using his hand. So, Abs- hey. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. I'll hopefully Tuchel remembers that if the time ever comes. I hope the time never comes. But uh, he's, a, um, he's, t- he's taller than Kappa, right? Reese James? I don't think so. I don't think so. How tall is Kappa? I mean, because every time I uh, maybe it's just Kappa's frame. But yeah. I always think he's a. I always think he's about five foot seven. I think, but that could also be. be because he can never actually save anything. Let's check it. I think he might be six one, Kappa. Oh. I think he's just tiny, like in goal. I think he's just skinny. That's yeah. The he's thing. he's six. He's one eighty six. I think that's like six one six one and a half. So he's not short for when it comes to the average footballer, but when it comes to goalkeepers, he's on the smaller side. Yeah, especially so, when you compare him to Mendy, who's, what, 6'5"? Six 6'5", five? Six five, yeah. Yeah, Mendy, yeah. he had a solid... Well, I was oh, going to yeah, say well, he had a solid game, but his kicking well, yeah, we'll, was... We'll talk, about, well, we'll, we'll talk about that now in the second half, um, where I think... Chelsea were the better team, to be honest. They were defensively super, super solid. um, And they limited Liverpool to these shots from outside the box. No real... There were... I don't don't remember any real amazingly, like, decent chance that Liverpool had in that second half to score. I I think there was uh, was one Jota header from uh, a lovely little outside of the foot pass from From Salah. Salah, Oh, yeah, um, that's right. But outside, outside of that... I think I Salah should have done better on the one that he miscontrols. Don't know if you guys remember where we thought uh, who's playing left back. I think we thought Alonso got a touch, but actually Salah just miscontrols it, and then like it was a cross into the box, and Salah gets in there before Alonso, but can't control it. But I do agree that Chelsea controlled the second half really well. They restricted Liverpool to really poor quality chances. I think Klopp was slow to react on um, on his substitutions. I think Thiago should have been on at halftime, if I'm being honest. Uh, I think Henderson had a bit of a stinker. Um, <laughs> a bit. <laughs> yeah. He, I don't know, he couldn't really find any progressive passes. We've already mentioned the earlier chance. Um, I don't know. I also think games like this expose Liverpool a bit in that outside of the front four that they have, when I when I say front four, I mean Salah, Mane, Firmino, or Firmino, and um, Jota, they don't have a lot of creativity in their squad. Um, unfortunately, I th- uh, Firmino had to come off earlier, right? Yeah, he got, he got a bit of an injury, I think, yeah. So they didn't have the opportunity to play with the front four, which I think was a huge loss as well, because normally in that situation, Klopp brings on from um, Jota, puts him up front, and plays Firmino in the 10. 
And yeah, all Liverpool had were crosses. Um, Robertson, who I think had a great game, and Trent. They just kept dumping the ball in the box, playing into Chelsea's hands. And in the center of the in the center of the pitch, they just had nothing. Like there were no. So what no- you're saying, what you're saying, is that Liverpool should have been in on the Olivier Giroud sweepstakes this summer. No, no, no always. I, 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 I did not. not I don't think anybody well, well, is saying that, is there? Well, I, I'm saying that. Look, anything to keep him in the Premier League, even if it means him well, going to Liverpool. Anything where we can mention Giroud in a podcast, you guys, you have to do it. So there, it's exactly there you got it, it's yeah. part of the rules. <laughs> that was part of the agreement when we started this. Giroud Any must be mentioned. Potential mention of Giroud. Um, I, it has to be taken. You got to take these chances. Unlike Liverpool. We take our chances here on this podcast. Yeah, I just I wanted, wanted to... to. Oh yeah, go go Tony. Yeah, I wanted to get your opinion actually, Tommy, on Lukaku's performance. I know. Oh, we didn't mention him of, yet. All oh, right. Yeah, we gave you a lot of stick <laughs> for. for uh, I mean, I did back him as well as signing of the season. I think. Look, we're gonna have a full transfer pod next week. Trust me, my pick's gonna change. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was your assessment of Lukaku's performance? Yeah, um, you know, not great. Um, I think I remember him doing an amazing turn on Matip, and I don't remember him doing anything else besides that. Um, but to be fair, in the second half, we were down a man, and he was probably trying to do a lot more on his own. We saw him trying to dribble, and I, I'm just say trying to dribble past defenders um yeah it was it was a game reminiscent of his time at at united right where he in big games he just didn't turn up and i feel i i hope that doesn't happen this season where he bullies the lower teams and doesn't turn up against the big teams but if that wins as a title should i complain too much if we uh if he scores 20 to 30 goals a season like a, a none against the you know the top four teams, and we win the title. Would I complain? No, not at all. But it is a bit worrying seeing that performance that he hasn't really changed <laughs> since he was last in the Premier League. Um, and yes, the dribbling was was hard to watch, especially when you have Tony there <laughs> in your face <laughs> screaming. Yeah, it doesn't help when you have people in your yeah, ear just that, waiting. That, it does not help. Yeah, so. Yeah, it was um, again. I give him benefit of the doubt the fact that we were down ten men, but I just want to give a huge shout out to. I think I think Conte came off injured, I believe, at halftime. Mm, yeah, and we had Kovacic yep. come on, and Kovacic just absolutely bossed it out there. His just ball retention skills, I think, not our defensively we were amazing, but when you have Kovacic out there retaining the possession that he did. That was amazing, and he, I think he had the best chance of the game. He was sent in one on one with the keeper, and I th- he just shot a side foot right at right at um, Allison. You want anyone else on there is who you want. You don't want Kovacic <laughs> finishing your chances, but in the build up, honestly, he was amazing. So I definitely, think, I think that chance was actually after some good play uh, between oh, it was, he and yeah. Lukaku. Um, was it with Lukaku? Okay, yeah, it was with um, I think Mount and Lukaku were both involved in the build up there. Yeah. I think uh, look Van Dyke. Better forwards would get bossed by Van Dyke. Let's be honest. He, the difference he makes with that Liverpool team is just insane. Like he is, 
by far the best center back in world football right now. Um, you could just see Lukaku give up on his side and go to the other side and try and get some change out of Matip. But, um, yeah, he... I mean, as Eric called it at the beginning, right, in our first part, I think, that uh, he will beat up on the smaller teams. But in the bigger games, I think we just have to accept... I mean, this is, what, 11 years into the... Maybe 12 years into his career. This is just who Lukaku is. He's a flat-track bully on... When it comes to the smaller teams, but in the bigger games, he he's maybe not the guy you want to rely on. Maybe use a Kai Havertz in that role, try something else, and then have Lukaku as a plan B off the bench. I don't know. But this was a huge result for Chelsea. I, th- I mean... Oh, definitely, yeah, to get a, get a tr- get a point from that. And it, not just that, but the defensive performance it's, that we displayed. I was going to yeah. say, it's it's the performance as well as the yeah. result, because yeah. the way they defended, like, just so well as a team, reminded me of the Champions League final, yeah. where they just put in an excellent defensive performance after getting their goal, and, yeah, if they, if they keep playing like this, it's going to be hard to stop them. Yeah, I agree. And it's great. It's great to watch. Great for me. Tony must hate it. Must hate seeing me this happy about Chelsea. <laughs> let, 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 let's be honest, I hate it too. You hate it too. <laughs> I do hate it as well. <laughs> so uh, let's let's switch tracks here and move on to our next game, which is Wolves nil, Man United one. Tony, I guess let's let's start arguing already because we were getting into it about uh, just before uh, we started recording. The challenge from Paul Pogba on Ruben Neves in the build-up to the winning goal. Go ahead, go ahead, and tread carefully. <laughs> <laughs> I think if Granit Xhaka makes that challenge, it's a red card. I That's agree. my opinion. I disagree. I disagree with the challenge being a red card. If Granit Xhaka makes it, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> but, but that's because Xhaka has does stupid things all the time and has sets a lot of precedent for himself. Okay. But um, if you look at the if you look at the challenge on its own, I don't think it's a foul. His you foot look, goes if, over the ball. Alright. Don't worry Tony, you'll get your chance. Yeah, you'll get your chance. You'll get your chance. Don't interrupt me, but Flo. Um if you look at Ruben Neves's reaction to the thing, he he gets clipped on the shin pad in a fifty fifty challenge. He gets clipped on the shin forward. pad. We're just gonna clipped on we're, the shin we're pad. just gonna breeze past that. Okay, all right, go on. Or would you like me to use a different word? He gets uh, clipped on the shin on the shin pad with Paul Pogba's studs, right? Just painting this picture. Am I wrong? He he run he runs on for a little bit, <laughs> looks at the ref, and then decides he's going to go down. Cause it hurts. Like that's 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 not the re- that's not the reaction of someone who's actually been fouled. Okay, no. That's that's the reaction of someone who's looking to get a decision. I'm watching and this right now. It's it's one it's one of those things that I think if the ref had given a foul there and um, you then and let's say in the case that it's a, because it wouldn't get barred, I guess if the ref had given a foul. But let's say if it was in the penalty box and the ref had given a foul, then um, it wouldn't have been. Um, overturned. I don't think that's a decision that VAR is ever going to overturn because it's a 50-50. For me, the only reason that this isn't a foul 
is just on Nevis. If he goes down right away, clutching and screaming, they're going to look at this as a foul, and they will never, they will not overturn it. I'm sorry. Are we saying that referees should be given decisions based on? Look, fine. Forget the referee. Are we saying that VAR should be given decisions based off of player reactions? That is an over the ball, shin um, studs and shin challenge. You've pretty much confirmed that. So Neves Neves's reaction should be irrelevant. I'm sorry, it should be irrelevant. There are rules, and Paul Pogba goes in there and look. Maybe you want to say it's not a red card. You can't tell me that's not a foul. Um, I I don't. Yeah, I don't understand. I think if, as Tommy says, Neves goes down, 100% red card. So we're now punishing players for staying on their feet and trying to be honest, is what you're saying. Well, what, no, what I'm saying is Neves wasn't trying to be honest. is because he takes a look at the ref, has a look, and then he decides to go down. I don't know. I don't think you give a foul based on a player's reaction. I think, and I think... I don't, and I don't think you can clear Neves of uh, being a dick in this situation. Okay. Um, listen, I think. Look, I'll be honest. I think teams are ref differently based on who they are. I think it's very easy for my United to get decisions in their favor, and I think other teams they tend to get the full wrath of any situation. What other if teams are you talking them. about, Tony? We uh, know what team he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get into what team he's talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I love conspiracy theory, Tony. You know, it is my favorite, Tony. If you sh- could see the shit. You can uh, hear the shit-eating grin on my face right now. You know, we, we should have a uh, a podcast about football conspiracies. Um uh, so, look, we'll dedicate Tony entire just, sections Tony to just that. opened a can of worms right there. It's, it's sure. my, I love I it so much. I want to confirm that I am not, at least clarify, I'm not talking about football conspiracy theories. I'm talking about perception. Perception of teams, perception of players. I think that a different player gets a red card in that situation regardless of what Ruben Neves does or gets a foul at least on review but hey listen my united if we're going to talk about the actual football my united were pretty lucky to win i don't know what dog shit yeah. beyond dog shit absolutely know. terrible play yeah. my god fred why is it always fred I can just say the word. <laughs> I can say the phrase "Man United's midfield," and you know that we I'm know, going to talk we about. We know Fred. exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. Adama Traore was like I don't know how much baby oil he had on him, but United couldn't get a hold of him at all. My God, people were bouncing off him. People were slipping off him. Um, we had the one one Bissaka clearance off the goal line in the first half. That was a that phenomenal was amazing bit of defending. Defense. Pause. Yeah. Right, Pause. right after, right after Fred yeah. had passed the ball to Triori and then bounced off him. Did you guys see the foul in the box after that one uh, Bissaka oh. clearance? I actually was it. Was there a foul in the box? Was, was I genuinely have Daniel it. James. Yeah, Daniel yeah. James. Yeah, pa- yeah. Pen- I saw that. I, I think that's a penalty. Hey. Conspiracy theory. I, genu- I, I genuinely <laughs> haven't seen this, but yeah, uh, I think it was a two Bring on, bring on conspiracy after, yeah. theory, Tony. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, listen, I don't know what. Look, 
two things. I think Adama Traore, someone's going to make a play for him in the final, well, in the last day of this window because he just gives you so many options. Gets you. He covers so many sins with his play. If he had, if he had any end product, oh my god, he'd be world class. Yeah, he would be. He would be. But um, you know, oh, I'm looking like um, I'm just looking at the uh, overall stats of this. Wolves had 15 shots, yep. six on target, and mm-hmm. they have. I think it was similar in the um, the Spurs game they played, and they have no goals to show. They they've been so unlucky. Um, I, I think, no I think their, luck, their luck will turn with that. It has you've to. Got, right? um, you've got Triore, who's honestly great until, like we said, the end product. Uh, Trinchao is just getting into the team, and Jimenez is coming off a major injury, which could have leave like a bit of a psychological. Um, oh, for sure, yeah. Issue as well with just holding yourself back for the first few games. I think. The goals will cut when you're creating chances like this. The goals will likely follow. And speaking of Wolves' shots on target, I'd like to speak about two of them. That David de Gea double save. <laughs> that is 2016 David de Gea. That was ridiculous. The reaction, yeah, the reaction for that second, second save was ridiculous. Is, uh, I, I mean, as a as an attacker, you have to score there, no matter what. I you mean, have to. You have to. Yeah. But. Um, yeah. But, but no, also, you don't take away anything from that save. That's it's an un- unreal reaction to get that, and not only save it, but De Gea knocks it to the side. You know, he gets mm-hmm. it out of danger. That's yeah. a big key too. I am not proud of the sound I made when he made that save. <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it at that. Were, yeah. Weren't you watching that uh, in a bar? I was watching that in a bar. Oh, I, I, I have no regrets. <laughs> <laughs> The, the bar knew what they were getting into uh, when they let me in. I don't think they did, but okay. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's the is two your, cannon Is Kingston. your name on they, the wall? They, they, they <laughs> might as well be. I've spent enough money there over the years. <laughs> um, um, Kaden hey, Sancho. Okay, yeah, he, had, he had a rough game. There's um, there's no sugarcoating that, but um, you know, first start, I'm not going to be too hard on the kid. But yeah, it's you, you. If you count the United players, there's more that had bad games than good games in that one. You contrast that though. Rafa Varane had a very, very good game. Um, oh yeah, he did. He got an, he got an assist as well for uh, Greenwood's goal. Yeah, he got the yeah. he got the assist on that. Um, but you know, in the end, if you come out, if you come out of a game playing that badly, but you get three points. All you can do is say thank you and, and move on to the pray next that one, you yeah. do better next week. It's just really strange that I know. I think I I say this every week. The amount of money that United have spent and the quality of players they've been signing, they've just ignored midfield. Like I don't know. Paul we're, Pogba. We're just I mean, gonna. We're just gonna. We're just gonna play. play uh, just a collection of prayers in central midfield, oh, and hope it works out. Did you see that um, still shot of? Um, I think it was Varane was about to play a pass, and there were six players. And we we had six players running <laughs> in behind, and there was no Honestly, one in the center of the pitch. It's like fuck oh. it. I love it. I kind of love it. <laughs> it's so dumb. Oh, my days. Who needs a midfield? Well, midfields you, are irrelevant. You guys just signed someone. Uh, is he a midfielder? You guys signed someone big recently. 
I oh, heard yeah. in the news. You yeah. know what? You know what? Maybe, maybe he could uh, if he's if he's willing to, you know, play a little bit further back. Um, maybe one Cristiano Ronaldo will be the solution there's to your, our midfield problems. Solution. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, when he sees Fred play, he probably just like, guys, Fred, get out of here. I'm taking that spot. We'll just... <laughs> We'll 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 hide Fred in in like a broom cupboard or something while Ronaldo's having his unveiling. Wait until the contract is all signed, and then we show him Fred. <laughs> you're like this is this is your midfield. Yeah, that was um, a that was a crazy forty eight hours, right? Uh, the Ronaldo I, signing. Yeah, I think the um, signing was announced on the Friday. Yeah. Um, I got into a car in Toronto for a three hour drive. And he was on the verge of signing for City. And three hours later, when I'd finished the Toronto to Kingston drive, <laughs> he had been announced for Man United. And I needed to sit back down. I was dizzy. I've never seen a transfer turn around yeah. that quickly. This this summer transfer window has been like the craziest one that I remember. Remember, like, Messi moved, Ronaldo moved. Um... Yeah, we got Messi and Ronaldo have moved for a combined what twenty million. Yeah, that's when you say it like that. It's pretty insane. It makes no sense. Yeah, <laughs> so stupid. It makes no sense. Um, but I'm just I'm curious. Is there is what are your thoughts on on this signing? Like, what do you um, are you happy about it? Do you think it's gonna work? Like, honestly, I'm excited. How how can I not be? Like, this is one of the... It, it was Ronald, When I started watching football, it was Ronaldo and Rooney were the two players that really made me fall in love with Man United. And I, you can talk about the midfield issues as much as you want, and they are very, very valid issues. But it's impossible for me to not be excited about this. Like, if you can't get excited about your team re-signing a club legend... Cristiano Ronaldo what can you get excited about in football yeah I mean I'm excited just to have him in the league it's going to be fun to watch every excited Sunday, to see every how much weekend. how excited to see how much he costs in fantasy oh he's probably going to be the. Uh, I think he'll cost more than Kane Kane's the most expensive player in, I think in fantasy right now or is it Salah I can't I, I can't remember I think it's Kane but I'm expecting him to be just as just as priced high but yeah, I mean, I think it's great for the league, um, and if oh, if he's anything like, league. it's I mean it's huge. Yeah, um, I remember if it's anything like when we had um, Drogba come back for us in his second spell and it helped us win the title. I mean, if it, you guys get that sort of boost, then it's totally worth it. I don't know what his wages are or that sort of thing. I'm sure they're going to be pretty high. Well, they'll they'll probably be the highest. He'll probably be the highest played paid player in the league but you know it's a two-year contract it's not like they're mortgaging the future like they did with yeah. the sanchez one i think i heard it was about four hundred and eighty thousand a week which is not crippling i mean united paid no, it's, similar it's wages about, right to Pog, uh, uh, the, the, the 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 highest is 350 oh i thought okay, it was four hundred. okay yeah. okay um no they they managed to actually cut the wage bill down a lot once they um started shipping off the Mourinho signings. Mm. Okay. Yeah, I mean... No, it's it's not... Yeah, like you said, it's like it's obviously really high wages, but it's not like... You're not... 
completely just throwing everything into like this five-year contract for an aging player. It's a two-year contract. It'll be it'll be okay. So who's um, at most risk for losing playing time at United because of this? J- Jaden Sancho. Sancho. I think so. That's um, my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Green Greenwood's been in undroppable form so far. Um, Sancho is probably coming off the bench at this point. Um, unless he's unless we're starting him out on the left, in which case, I mean, we start Dan James on the right. So yes, I think Dan James is going to lose his spot to Cristiano Ronaldo. It's a hot take, but I'm willing to stand by that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he doesn't come. But, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Rashford's not. He's not fit yet. So no, he's back in like October, I think. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just. I think Mason Greenwood's better on the right, personally. And, I mean, Cavani... Cavani hasn't started it. I think this was his first game for you guys? Uh, the yeah, game. this was his first game of the season. I don't know that they can play together um, consistently. Cristiano it Ronaldo. wouldn't... It, I don't think it would make sense to play them together. Yeah. So, it's... It is very much a signing that United didn't need to make but it is still a great signing for the feel of the club, if you know what I mean, for the morale of the club. Oh, 100%. Just, just, look, at the, just look at the away fans just um, having their little, uh, just surfing a uh, cardboard cutout of Ronaldo all over the place. That's yeah. Just the atmosphere in that away end is exactly why you make that signing. Yeah. I'm curious to see how it plays out. Cause, uh, I, I think we all are. It's yeah. just... Yeah. Like I said, just just good vibes in midfield. That's all we have. What a goal! A stunning Ronaldo free kick. The goalkeeper never moved, and United, having been so close to going behind, are now in front. All right, guys. I want you to. Um pull up the table and tell us uh, tell me who do you see at the top and who do you see at the bottom oh my god (laughs) I mean it's like where is he going with this (laughs) I I don't (laughs) I love how Tony is the only one who didn't realize where he was going with that (laughs) when you pull up the table there is there is only one thing that really really catches the eye and that is Arsenal, twentieth place, no goals scored, three games in, no points. Tony, Tony, let's talk please. about let's talk about Man City five, Arsenal nil. Okay. Take a deep breath, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, look, so I didn't watch the game live because we were at uh, we were at Picton or on the way to Picton anyway at the time. Uh, so, but I did watch the game back once. Once I got back, um, look, look, I love, I love football. I experience, I get to experience football in so many ways. I've been playing competitive football for for over twelve years. Really, I I coach football right now. I I listen to football podcasts. I'm 
recording a football podcast right now. And I got into, I got really got into football because of Arsenal, because of Thierry Henry, because of Patrick Vieira, because of Dennis Bergkamp, because of Arsene Wenger, because of the values that the club had. They were always very brave, very innovative. They were always very defiant. They were combative. They were competitive. And I look at this club now and they are nothing like the club that I started following in 98. There's nothing. They're they're weak mentally. They're stupid behind the scenes. They're stupid on the pitch. They quit in difficult moments. They don't have good players. They they've lost all innovation. They hide behind not having money, but they make reckless financial decisions. The only thing left that har- that harps back to what the traditional Arsenal values are that we give opportunities to youngsters, but we're doing that out of necessity right now. But that's why fans cling to Bukayo Saka. They cling to Emil Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, and... I think we over-index their quality because they're all we have left. And this was my fear. Look, I was... I felt Wenger needed to go as much as an ex-Arsenal fan. I think he got sucked into the nonsense going on behind the, sin, uh, behind the scenes. But my one fear with him leaving is that he was the one holding all of what was left as far as Arsenal values goes. Which is why I was excited or not excited, optimistic about Arteta's arrival because I've hoped I mean he was a player that really represented Arsenal well he yeah he really he was a signing we needed at the time we 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 bought him, I don't know if you guys remember well, I know Zera does, we signed him after a quite similar game against Man City actually he was he and Murdersaka came in on deadline day and he stabilized a club that was sinking fast and we were hoping he could do something similar. But he's now starting to look like a guy who was best friends with the smartest guy in class. Um, got all the answers to the test before the um, the day before the test, and so he always came second, maybe got ninety nine out of hundred while Pep got hundred. And now he's gone to a new school and the questions are similar, but the figures are slightly different. And we realize that actually this guy doesn't have a fucking clue. He's playing Jaka as Fernandino. He's playing Aubameyang as Aguero. He's playing fucking Pablo Marie as Laporte. He, he's putting players in positions that they can't excel. He's just playing the style of football with players that are not good enough. And, yeah, this club is going nowhere fast. We are last because we deserve to be last. We are last because we have been the worst team in the league. And we might beat Norwich in two weeks. Who gives a fuck? We are not going anywhere fast. That That's the truth. This team is better than this, players-wise. They're not great, but at this point, this is Arteta's fault. This is Edu's fault. 
this is Kronke's fault. And Edo will lose his job soon. I think Arteta will lose his job soon. Maybe, I don't know, in 10 weeks because we're very slow to make decisions. I don't know. I'm saying a lot of, I'm saying a lot of stuff. I don't know. I, honestly, it, I I went into this ready to make fun of Arsenal, but now I just want to give you a hug. I, I feel the same way. I was going to say the same <laughs> thing. So that, that was just. You depressing. can't make me feel bad about Jesus. this. <laughs> no, um, I just like Granit Xhaka is supposedly the leader of this team. We should have sold this guy. The fact that uh, Roma you had came in, an exactly the, the fact that you had an offer on the table for Xhaka and didn't sell like I don't care what he brings to the team at this point this was similar to when um, when United sold Marouane Fellaini it's, I don't care what he brings to the team he's, no, he's emblematic of a problem and he represents a connection to a problem that you just need to sever at some point I'm not saying Xhaka is as bad of a player as Fellaini is Xhaka can occasionally be a good player but he's fucking useless at this club Marouane Fellaini guarantees you something he guarantees you presence in the box. He guarantees you fight. Granted, Jack. He guarantees you some lovely hair. <laughs> he does. Granted, Granted, Jack. I mean, Mourinho offered twelve million. He lowballed us. Take the money. You, we yeah, should exactly. have. We should have. Twelve million is worth it. We sold Fabregas for twenty nine million. He was a sixty million pound player. We sold Van Persie for twenty five million. He was at least a forty million pound player. Even if he was in the last year of his contract, we sold Henry for about 20, 28. He was probably an, a 60 million pound player. We sold players for less than their value, but smart clubs take the money. Granite Xhaka has been here for six or seven, seven seasons. I think he's going into his seventh season. We have never qualified for the Champions League with this guy in our midfield. Never. And. We have to build the team around him, otherwise he's useless. And now the team's useless because we have to build the team around him. Like, everyone talks to me about how Xhaka is a leader, Xhaka is this, Xhaka is that. And I think Xhaka has some qualities, but far too often when things are going, when things, when things are falling apart, Xhaka just loses his head and this leadership we talk about disappears and he, he just checks out. Mustafi used to do the same thing. We, I mean, Mustafi had to crawl out of the club because for some reason Arteta loved the guy so much. Granit Xhaka should be gone. He should be gone. Kolasinac, Sead Kolasinac, should have sold him a long time. Callum Chambers is our right back. That's crazy. He's, he can't defend. And we've known this for eight seasons. Callum Chambers, for God's sakes. Rob Holding. Our back line was, oh my, Cedric Suarez. Sign on Arteta, Callum Chambers, should have been sold by now. Rob Holding, whatever. Sead Kalasinac should never have. He should not be playing for Arsenal at this point. I thought I, I thought Kalasinac had left the club. Was that just a loan or? It was a loan to uh, Schalke. It was to Schalke, right? Yeah, but and then Schalke they got relegated. Already, yeah, I was shocked. Disaster. Shocked to see him playing. I thought he was long gone. Uh, yeah. yeah. He we beat we beat West Brom's kids six 0 and somehow Kolasinac was garbage in that game. I don't know how. But I mean, Pablo, the mere fact that Pablo we played five defenders, three center backs, and Pablo Marie cannot get on the pitch just tells you the state. William Saliba is out on loan at Marseille when he is probably our best center back. I don't know what is going on. Nothing makes sense. We played one central midfielder. 
and that was Granite Jacker, and then he gets himself sent off. Like, I, well, hey, about that challenge, do we have any agreements, disagreements, red card justified? Oh, what are we it, thinking it, here? It's a red card. It is such 100%, a hundred percent, right? Yeah, it okay. is he's, such he's a... off the ground, two footed, and like flying in. That's it, it, yeah, it is a cowardly challenge, man. I've seen it way too many times. It's it's like, Jaka losing his head under any kind of pressure again. It happens a few times every season. And like Tony said, like this guy's supposed to be the leader. We gave this guy a new contract, you know. Like yep. I don't know what's going on. Tony, I can't Tony, believe Tony I have listen, to watch this listen. Guy I know I mean you put a lot out there. A lot of it was depressing as fuck. It was bleak. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, um, what a lovely way to start your morning. This, this, but listen, listen, Tony, feel, Tony, 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 listen. Mm. There is there is one piece of good news, or maybe a little bit of light of tunnel. How do I feel I, this is going to get worse? I, 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 I <laughs> have a strong William, feeling it's going to get a lot worse. I think William has officially signed to go back to Brazil. I, I don't want to say it's 100%, but I did read that William is leaving that that's got to be some positive news, right? That just nope. reminds me that we that he's there. Signed William, <laughs> like that's what I thought. It's, it's like it didn't work. Actually, there. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but it's just, just I I knew at the moment the moment you mentioned his name, I knew it wasn't gonna work. <laughs> it's just like like how can Arteta should be sacked this morning? He should have been I, sacked. That's, I, I like that's. I 100% agree. You have an international break coming up. You have two weeks. You can bring someone in. Get them used to the club. Get them used to this I mean, it's too late to get, give them any time in the transfer window, but you can change the mood around the club just by changing the manager, and that's something that they need to do at this point. You can you change can, the mood I don't around care. The, you can change the mood around the club by selling Granit Xhaka. Honestly, yes. I don't care if he has a new contract. Fuck me, man. Like, he... <laughs> See if Romar are willing to give you five mil. Just take the money and go. At this point, he's damaged goods. I cannot but. believe this. I, I like. I cannot believe that I have to watch Jaka potentially for two, th- three more seasons. It just, yeah, I don't know. There, like, you know when Liverpool went thirty years without a league title. I never felt like in all those years Liverpool lost side of who they are I just felt like they never got a manager that was the right f- well no because Rafa Benitez in fairness was actually a great manager for them mm-hmm. right but they had spells where they they tried the Liverpool legend route when Kenny Dalglish came back that didn't work they had um, what's his what's his name uh, Roy Hodgson Roy Hodgson but, yeah. yeah they had some strange some strange managerial decisions but the club the fan base, the players, they always knew what this club was about. I just don't get that sense anymore. Like, the fans, listen, the fans still know what Arsenal, they know that this isn't working. But the guys behind the scenes, the guys in the club, the footballers as well, it's like they don't understand what this club was built on. Like, yeah, we, are, we just keep signing the wrong players. We keep signing the wrong players, and yeah, I there's nothing good to say about Arsenal. There's no analysis, like there's no analysis needed. We just have bad players. We have bad process. Like, well, we, yeah. 
Well, hey, yeah. I think that's enough of of our yeah, talk. Tony, I can't handle any Tony. more of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just uh, this is a lot for us now. Um, uh, we we weren't ready to bear this burden, but Tony, <laughs> I'm about to make your morning a little bit worse because we're about to go from the bottom of the table to the top. Tottenham Hotspur. Top of the table. Oh my god, what's going on? The only team with a 100% record in the league. Nuno's doing a good job. He's off to a very good start. Tommy, what are your thoughts on this? I wonder if the the whole Kane stuff, that was just a healthy distraction for them to be like, okay, we can just kind of focus on the football and, and, you know, just go from there. And it seems to, I mean, Kane played, he looked... He does look a bit a step behind um, out there. That that'll happen when you spend your entire yeah. preseason on holiday in Miami. Um, but I mean, Spurs are three 0 But I I don't let that hide the fact that defensively they are still just as bad as they were last season. That hasn't changed. They are giving up boatloads of chances. That Wolves game they played what was that last week? They should have conceded. This game, they they conceded a few, or they just they conceded a lot of chances, and that's going to catch up to you. Just like we said with the Wolves, they're going to score goals soon. Tottenham are going to concede; they're going to lose games soon. It's going to happen. Um, goal, my son, son with another goal, love it. Uh, keeper, hundred percent. I think we all agree should have done a lot better with that one. Oh, he was anticipating poor, poor his Bachmann. touch, Wait, waiting for a touch from players who were about uh, two yeah. meters away yeah. from the ball. I'm not at sure all times. what I'm not sure what he was thinking on that one, um, but I mean, I'm I'm happy to see Sun still thriving, um, and he's getting a lot of a lot of the ball, a lot of plays running through him. Um, yeah, and you know, yeah, I hundred percent deserves credit for the starts. He's really turned this team, uh, turned this team around. How dire they were at the end of last season, but I do think that the um, sort of chances that they give up is going to catch up to them really soon. And they've had a—I mean, I know they played City first. That was a tough game, but um, I don't know. The, I don't know. Now. Yeah, I don't every know the schedule. Is, yeah, every game. I'm, I'm glad. I'm, I'm uh, glad that I'm glad that Tony chimed in because I wasn't sure if it just collapsed <laughs> from uh, hearing that Spurs were top of the table or not, <laughs> especially after that massive rant he just went on with Arsenal. Yeah, I look Spurs. They've won every game one 0 They're the lowest scorers in the top ten, and I think this is just this is just Tottenham. Man. Like they they started last season like a runaway train. I don't know if you guys remember Harry Kane had like 13 yeah. assists in the first five top, games or something. Top of the table in what, November, October, something like that? But um, October, yeah. Yeah. When your games are this close, especially against teams that you should comfortably, comfortably be beating, you're leaving a lot to variance. And if they don't improve their performances, they'll drop down the table pretty quickly, I feel. Um, I'm not concerned about Tottenham. The table sucks right now. <laughs> yeah, but like uh yeah i don't know i just think i don't think they're playing well this the city game was one thing that's man city but i can't remember who they played last week it wasn't uh, it was wolves, wolves last yes. week yes. and uh, watford this week yeah and i remember wolves had a boatload of chances oh yeah, oh, yeah. had he he should have had at least two goals and today 
I mean, I don't even know that Tottenham created that many chances. Their goal came. That was a free kick across into the box, right? Wasn't even a good free kick. Yeah. I'm not concerned about Tottenham. Um, I think they'll probably finish fifth or sixth. Maybe, well, fifth to seventh. But, um, yeah. Sucks right now that I have to... I can't look at the table for the next... Probably season? the next 10 the whole, games. The whole season, probably. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I think so. So, um, yeah. But Spurs will be Spurs. Yeah. yeah. So, do we just want to... Yeah, do we'll a little roundup of the round other results. What else happened, yeah. Uh, we have West Ham 2, Crystal Palace 2. Another great game from Mikhail Antonio. Goal and an assist. The oh. man is on absolute fire right now. He's just killing it for my fantasy team. I love it. I think we all have him, though. I think everyone has Antonio right uh, now. No, I don't no? because Tony? I just... Oh, my God, well, it gets the, worse. The, pro- <laughs> the problem is... it's a, It's been a rough podcast <laughs> for Tony. <laughs> I keep thinking that when the the moment I bring him into the team, that's when his performances would dip. Yeah, it's funny how strikers just seem to around once they get into their thirties, something just clicks. And you look at all the best strikers in the world right now, apart from maybe Erling Haaland and Kylian Mbappe, who are just physical monsters. The rest of them are probably twenty nine and over, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And it's yeah, Mikel Antonio. I mean, he started out as a right back, no. And so, uh, what you're saying is there is hope for me. There is hope for you, yeah. I mean, hey, we all I need to do is become as big and strong as Mikel Antonio. Yeah, I mean, his assist for the first goal was brilliant, lads. That's new for Mikel Antonio. He's starting to show a lot of composure in the box he I mean his second goal he just runs onto it and smashes it like he's yeah he's um West Ham are well he's West Ham's attack basically if you look at the way they play David Moyes has always loved this kind of forward and all action all uh how I put it just a physically dominant forward and yeah West Ham are really fun to watch right now which he d- <clears throat> he just has to stay fit. That's his thing. Yeah. And they just signed Zuma, which is a odd thing from Chelsea to do. Give our London rivals a really good defender. I don't, I'm not very happy about that, but that's a great signing for West Ham. And I know uh, we kind of under undersold them last week in terms of uh, the Leicester game, which uh, we all got our predictions wrong. We should probably hide in there. You were on your Closest. way, and then you Closest, led yeah. you led us there, and I peer pressure you. <laughs> I was I, I was going to no, say, I, yeah, no I know I was going to say West Ham. Yeah. I take absolutely zero responsibility for this. Okay, uh, so I'm leaving, I'm leaving this on you, Tony. You peer pressured him into this. How dare you, yeah. Yeah. Tommy? Don't don't give in to Tony. No, I I, like I told this. you. If I you want you. to believe in West Ham, you believe in West Ham. Hey, they look and they're proving it right now. They had a, they're having a great start of the season. They've Maybe they still do something in the transfer window. It's not over yet. They could. I don't know if there's any talk with Lingard that that's still uh, an opportunity seems, or not. Seems seems to be dead in the water it's, as it's of dead, right now. Yeah. So, but you never know. The uh, last day, they always these things tend to just f- pop up. So, I think they have a good squad. And adding Zuma on defense, that's that's fantastic. Um, 
I hope that means Chelsea sign Kunde now. We'll we'll find out in a couple of days or not. But um, yeah, West Ham are sitting pretty in second place. But there's also United, Chelsea, Liverpool, Everton. They're all they're all right there. It's it's early days, but good start. Breaking news: Sky Sports. Um, Chelsea halts Kunde pursuits. Sevilla well, suddenly up Tony, there asking price. Tony, yep, good. Uh, Tony, good to have that dashed immediately. Tony, you're just <laughs> delivering just bad news. All, all podcast here. Come on. Yeah, we I can't. Figured. We can't have Tommy be too happy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, they'll probably end up signing him anyway. Probably. But, uh, I want to enjoy. <laughs> enjoy one. Enjoy one thing. Yeah, I'll give you. We'll give you that. Mo- mo- moving on to David Moyes' former club, Everton picked up a two-nil win over uh, Brighton. Uh, good performance all around. Bit of a bit of a kerfuffle over a penalty with uh, Richarlison and Dominic Calvert-Lewin. But I believe Benitez cleared it up after the game, saying that uh, DCL is their number one penalty taker and Richarlison is number two. So keep that in mind for your fantasy teams. Um, any thoughts on Everton? Rafa's off to a very good start. Yeah, I mean, I called that, right? Didn't I say Everton were uh, going to start well, do well? I think you, Tony said they just... I have zero, I have zero memory of this. Memory uh, and I refuse no. to go back to confirm. Well, go back and listen to that. Remember <laughs> saying. Uh, but it, I mean, it, they still have a thin squad. So it's just yeah. It's just they they very much feel away. about an injury or two away yeah. from the wheels falling off at any point. But you know, yeah, I think ca- what can't we fault, said can't is, fault them for the start. I think what we said is they'll start well and then they'll finish in the Everton place, which is like yeah. <laughs> seventh to ninth. So I still yeah. feel that way. But, uh, it, it'll yeah. be it'll be Everton. You know, Tottenham, Arsenal, 79th, you know, probably it's gonna be like that, something like that. Do you think Arsenal are finishing yeah. in the top ten? Oh, wow. That they oh, hey, they that. might they might squeeze up there. Especially oh. if they uh, let Arteta go. Get Big Sam. They get Big Sam in there, oh, you know? He knows how to <laughs> Big Sam. Okay. <laughs> Alright. That's that's when you know the club is truly dead. <laughs> Big Sam, wow. Okay. Can we move on please? <laughs> <laughs> what else happened is there? We oh, have, uh, did, did, did you guys yeah, see the Newcastle Southampton game? I was just about to bring it up. Newcastle two, Southampton two, an absolutely crazy ending to the game. Jeez, Newcastle man, that club, they just yeah, they're the gift that keeps giving. Uh, who was it? It was um, uh, Saint Maxima. He Saint scores Maxima. in the ninety first, ninety second minute. Newcastle fans think they've won it. It's three minutes of added time, and somehow. They concede a penalty right after. It's crazy. Like it, this uh, game is just that's Newcastle in a nutshell, right there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They'll, they'll they'll give their fans about five minutes of happiness per game and immediately <laughs> find the funniest possible way to take it away from them. Funny for you know anyone who doesn't support Newcastle. Genuinely, soul crushingly depressing for anyone who is unfortunate enough uh, to represent. Uh, that club it's just Jesus Christ can can someone just, please just save St. Maximin and sign him I love this guy he's such a fun player to watch yeah. just so someone much, sign him so please good. get him out of Newcastle like they did, it, did any of us pick Newcastle to get relegated none of us right I don't think so I nah think they'll they'll, you, pro- they'll, they'll probably just you, just if, stay up if they get relegated the torture is over 
Yeah. You can torture your fans so much more by consistently finishing 16th to 17th, and that is what they will continue to do. I think at this point, they'll probably relish just spelling the championship. This must be really painful. Yeah. They have some fun players, like um, Callum Wilson. I think he got his first goal of the season. Um, he's a player. I, 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 it might be his second or third. Yeah, I like, think he's, it's, I he's think a he's good scored, player. Yeah. He's yeah. a very good player. I really like Colin Wilson. Yeah, and same Maxim as you said, Joe Willick. Yeah, I love Joe Willick. Um, but they're I don't know. They just don't play through midfield, and they don't keep the ball enough. And I don't know mentally. I guess they just they have a habit of just yeah collapsing under pressure. So. I think they'll stay up, but yeah, they're 17th right now, is it? Maybe 16th? Yeah, 17th. They they, they got one point. They'll stay up, but not because they're good. It's because there will be three teams worse. Yeah, pretty much. So just a quick rundown of the other results. We had uh, Leicester bouncing back from their loss to West Ham last week with the 2-1 win over Norwich. Um, We had Aston Villa drawing 1-1 with Brentford, Ivan Tony getting his first goal of the season, and we had Burnley picking up their first points of the season against Leeds United. Any thoughts on uh, the results of those games, boys? I mean, Brentford, another big result for them. They're proving to be a handful for the, I guess, the established, the, establish, um, the more established teams in the league. They, yeah... Ivan Tony is a pretty good, pretty good striker. Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy for him to get off to to get his first goal of the season. He scored a hard form in the championship. Yeah, yeah, thirty plus goals last season in the championship, I believe. Yeah, they're, I didn't see the game unfortunately, but they're definitely a team I'm going to be keeping my eye, my eye on going forward. So, yeah, and. Uh, what was the other one? It was, good. It was good. To, it was good to see uh, Leicester bounce back from that loss to West Ham as well. Huh. Get it? Get it? It's a hard-fought win against Norwich, who scored their first goal of the season through a uh, Pookie penalty, which probably everyone would have predicted that Pookie would be their first goal scorer of the season. But yeah, yeah. Um, Jamie Vardy having a very good game. Thirty-four, still firing on all cylinders. There's vodka and Red Bull. There's Jamie Vardy. <laughs> Yeah, another old striker that just seems to keep getting better and better. But, um, yeah, Norwich. How many points do you think Norwich are going to get this season? Ten? If even I think I think I think they'll get... Uh, they'll. Um, what's, what's the record for the uh, lowest amount of points? Is it, it still might, Derby County? Yeah, I think it might be Derby County with 12 or something. Well, they'll beat that. You think so? Uh, yes, I think definitely. That derby result is not not getting uh, beaten. That'll stand yeah. the test of time. <laughs> I think Norwich are going to give it a real go. I just think most of the weaker teams in the Premier League are pretty strong this season. So I don't know. We'll see. Well, I just well, don't know. I don't know who they're going to beat. Well, they do play a uh, the bottom of the table team the oh. next game week, so they have a good shot. Tommy's yeah, really on point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, eleven right. points, Derby County. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll say that Norwich get to twenty. Wow. I don't say it with confidence, <laughs> but uh, I'm scared of doubting teams now after what West Ham did, but we doubted them. So that's fair. Yeah. 
All right. Um, on that note, boys, uh, I think that wraps up the weekend's action. Um, all that's left to do is to ask you to please um, subscribe to us on Spotify, YouTube, and now also on Apple Podcasts. Hey. And uh, we finally, finally got through. Finally managed to get that set up. So please, um, I believe this, you give us a five-star review. Do all of that stuff. And um, thank you for joining me, Tommy. Always a pleasure, is there? And Tony. And thank you, for, <laughs> and thank you for joining me, Tony. Please, um, you know, take care of yourself. Can get, get someone to give you a hug. Uh, no, this is this is why I do this. This is basically <laughs> my therapy at this point. So, um, just one yeah, large no. football therapy session. <laughs> yeah, always a pleasure, is there? And Tony. All right. Yeah. Thank you, is there? Thank you, Tony. And Tony, please. We're just <laughs> me and is there just giving you a nice big hug right now. Yeah, it's not helping. <laughs> it never does. Uh, thank you for listening to us, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Tommy, energy. Energy, 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 energy.